0: great introductions, huh? How are you guys doing? Yeah. The hungry ones come on Labor Day weekend, right? Is that how that is? Are y'all awake? Everyone good? I don't know if this is going to work for me because I've run around a lot. And last time, I think it was right when we started here. Um, I was one of the first ones to speak from up here and actually tripped going down the stairs. So I think ever since then, everyone's down here. Did y'all notice that? <laughs> so yeah, Wendy and I, this is my wife, Wendy. We have, yeah, she's worth clapping for. <laughs> um, we have two amazing daughters, Jasmine's three and Jade is one. And let me tell you, it's been an adventure season with them. If you've, Ever had a three-year-old and a one-year-old around the same time? You know what I'm talking about. Has anyone had that? It's an interesting time of life, right? Um, I always wondered why. I, always, I grew up in Dallas area. as a town called Sulphur Springs. And I always wondered why I was never really a Maverick fan. I, I always tried to root for them, but, like, my first jersey was a David Robinson jersey. It was a Spurs jersey. I know, right? My parents got me a David. Does anyone if you're from San Antonio, you know who David Robinson is, right? So our first not out, we've been here a month and a half. Our first not out, my amazing wife for my birthday got me a gift to go watch the UFC fights at the AT&T Center. <laughs> Y'all are like, we need to pray for that guy. He likes to watch fights. I do. I love it. Um, and we were there and I'm going to get a drink right when we sit down. And as I'm I'm so undone before you, Lord. Okay. As we're going to up the stairs, I notice there's this tall, uh, this tall guy walking past me, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Tim Duncan. I walked right next to Tim Duncan. I go sit in my seat, and I'm like, Wendy, I just saw Tim Duncan. And I, lo- I leaned over to the guy next to me. I'm like, there's Tim Duncan. I just walked by him. He goes, who's Tim Duncan? I'm like, what? You live in San Antonio and don't know who Tim Duncan is? And, And we sit down and I look to my left. Tim Duncan is immediately to my left. I'm like, our first night out on the town, I get to sit next to Tim Duncan at UFC fights. How many people can say that? Your confirmation, Lord. Yeah, we're supposed to be here. I sit next to Tim Duncan, our first night out on the town. So, Wendy and I, this is like, we've moved, this is like, five, a few times. Um, this is actually our fifth city. We've been married for seven years. This is our fifth city we've moved in and I've lived in three states in, in the past seven or eight years. That's a lot, right? A lot, of, a lot of different cities and we're not the like flaky type of people. It's not like we're always the grass is greener on the other side, let's move on to the next big thing. We actually pray and get counsel before you make decisions. I grew up in a town where it's kind of like you get saved and then what you do is you settle down. Have you ever heard that? That's kind of funny, right? I'm like, okay, you get saved, you settle down. So what that means is you can still go out at night, but you drink one or two beers and go home and go to church the next morning, right? You live in one city, your life is calm now, you don't do anything crazy. And I'm like, let's just laugh at that, (laughs) right? Because if you're pursuing the purposes of God on your life, it is not like that at all. As a matter of fact, since I've received Jesus, my life has been more like this. (laughs) Right? If, If you're pursuing the purposes of God on your life, it should feel like that. He says he calls him the comforter. It's because we're meant to be in very uncomfortable situations at all time. <laughs> we're meant to need the comfort. It's not to get the hibbity-jibbities in bed at night when you go to sleep. That's nice. I appreciate that. But it's because our life in the kingdom is always moving, and, and we're going to need him in those areas. If, if we're not experiencing that, then we're experiencing a life we don't really need God. Right? And... Um, That's kind of what I wanna go into tonight is actually living from a place of living inside the promises of God in the midst of what I just showed you. Y'all good with that? All right. Um, Can y'all turn with me to John 15? Starting in verse 11. So Jesus is about to leave them. He's, he's about to usher in a new covenant and he's kind of giving them a layout of like, okay, things are, we're about to enter a great transition where I'm gonna go down the cross. I'm gonna usher in a completely new covenant, a new world and a new creation. So he's giving them really good news. Starting in verse 11, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So the news that he's given them is something, okay, your joy is gonna be really full. In, G- in John 16, he continues on, he goes, as I'm telling you these things, your heart is start to feel full of sorrow. So the goal of what he's saying is, the things that I'm telling you right now are to produce joy in your life, but as you're hearing them, you're, hearing, you're, you're becoming sorrowful because their filter in that moment did not allow him, them to receive what he was telling them, right? My joy, my, the words that I have over your life, the things that I'm ushering into you, it's good that I go away because I'm gonna come and I'm gonna live inside of you. It's gonna go from a visitational culture to a habitational one. I'm actually gonna be with you at all times. And he's, he's telling them they're filled full of sorrow. Why? Because their filter is not allowing them to receive the good news that he's telling them, right? In the book of Revelation, John's talking about, he's having this experience, in a prophetic experience in the throne room. And he looks at the throne, that he's actually having an experience in which Jesus is not on the throne yet. So it said he's like weeping and he's like, oh no. And the elder comes to him and he's like, hey, actually, why are you weeping? This is really great news. So it's possible for us to be encountering Jesus and what he's saying over our life and not quite understand exactly what's going on. Right? Are y'all trucking with me? He was actually imparting to them, okay, I'm gonna be handing you guys a kingdom, but he's been walking with them for a while now and they're, they don't even have a grasp yet of what he's saying, right? Like he's walking with them and they're still looking for a natural kingdom to happen. But Luke 17, 21 what does it say, the kingdom of God, you're going to say it's over here, over there. No, indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. And in Matthew 13, it talks about the kingdom of God is like a seed that's planted that it's going to be, become the biggest tree in the garden. So the nature of the kingdom of God is process in your life. And then he continues on. It's like a little bit of leaven that keeps leavening until it leavens the whole lump. So what he's doing in our life, he's given them something that they can't even comprehend yet. Something so great and so big and their filter is not allowing them to grasp it just yet. I just find it's interesting. He spent with them 40 days and 40 nights talking about the kingdom. Could you imagine being a fly on the wall during that time? 40 days, 40 nights talking about the kingdom And as he's going away, they're saying, okay, Jesus, when is the kingdom coming? And this whole time he's been walking with them, telling them the kingdom is in in you, right? So imagine God comes down here in a human suit as Jesus, and he's given them this revelation, but he never gives them the big picture. He's like, okay, guys, like, I'm going away now. I'm not going to tell you exactly what this looks like, but I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He tells them right there how it's going to happen right? Because the kingdom of God is not an observation. The kingdom is in you and it's going to start to grow. Is anybody following me? It talks about, in the Bible, it talks about we know in part and we prophesy in part. But how many of you know he knows the other part? Yeah? He knows the other part and it's better than what you're thinking. It's better than what you're it's better than what you're thinking. He's wanting us to move into a place of not expectation of something happening, but expectancy of something amazing happening. When I when I went to school in Maui, it wasn't it was it was like a sister school of BSSM, but it was very small and very intimate. And how many of you know all the big name prophetic people? They wanna to come to Hawaii. <laughs> like who doesn't, right? So we have all these prophetic people coming in, like, and we have a very small school. We have like, we started out with 12, ended up with like seven. But every time we would come in every week, we'd have another prophetic speaker that would come in and they would all line us up. And it's like, woohoo! can't wait to go to school today. Right? So we're having all these prophetic speakers coming in and I'm new to prophecy, but all of them are telling me all the same thing, just worded a little bit different. So I already have this expectation of like, okay, this is what the kingdom looks like in my life. This is what God's calling me to do. I already know what I wanna do and I'm ready, right? I have this expectation of what it's gonna look like because I already have all these words. But how many of you know, we know in part, we prophesy in part but he knows the other part and it's better than what we're thinking. I ended up after school, I ended up moving to Reading. I met my wife who lived in Reading. She had gone through BSSM and woohoo. So I got there and I have all these amazing words over my life. I know that I'm called to do church ministry and all this stuff, travel in the world, all the fun stuff that people hear that's like, that's an awesome prophetic word, right? So I get there and I, my first friend group is, is obviously Chuck and their surrounding friends. And I'm getting there and I'm noticing all the people that are immediately my closest friends are doing, doing exactly what I wanna do. How many of you know that'll hit on some insecurity? People go to Reading to get rid, of their, get rid of their insecurity. I was like, okay, I'm at a little school and this is amazing, like I'm seeing all these things happen. But then when you move, there's a lot of amazing people there. Right? So God put me in a situation to deal with some things because he's okay with process. How many of you know God's okay with process? So I get there and I'm actually traveling with one of the leaders at Bethel and we're on a trip together and I have all these words over my life. I've even shared some of the words that I have that what's God saying um, for my life and On our last day, he looks up and he says, Shane, can I talk to you for a second? Pulls me aside and he said, Shane, do you have a question for me? And I said, actually, I do have a question for you. I said, knowing what you know about my life, you've heard the prophetic words that God has spoken over my life. If you were me, what would you do right now? And without hesitating, he just looked at me. He goes, Shane, I would move. I'm like, oh, I just moved here. We've been here for a few years. So I'm like, okay, move can totally do that. And uh, we're risk takers. We're not super flaky, but we do take risks. We move if God's saying move. So we ended up moving to Sacramento. It was about the time they were planning Jesus Culture Church in Sacramento. We had a relationship with them and we joined their leadership team there. And quickly we kind of, we became, I became the college pastor that's attached to Jesus Culture. It was very part time. And we were also leading the prayer and ministry team there. So when we got there, we got a really part-time job and it was kind of like, okay, we're pursuing the things that God has set on our life. Like we see things happening here. And at the same time, Wendy ends up getting pregnant. And one of our friends actually reaches out to us and says, we just wanted you to know, like they're going through the budget today. The leaders there are going through the budget and they're looking at bringing you on full-time. So for someone who has ministry in their heart. And like you're going after your dreams, this would look like a dream job, right? To become the college pastor there and to be lead the prayer and ministry team in which we were already doing. But my wife had gotten pregnant. We had actually made a really bad business decision when we got married. So we were in a little bit of debt at the time. So we're moving there with all these things happening but the thing is like those things started to kind of dwindle down a little bit and we're still waiting and, our, and Wendy's been working and I've been working part-time for like six months. And I'm like, ugh, like when are they gonna call me? You know, I know that this is happening. So it turns out they end up letting us know we've been going through the budget and we don't actually have the finances to make that happen right now. And I'm like, ugh, ouch, but God, you said right? This is the direction that I'm going. You have, this, you have this for my life. Wendy's pregnant. So now I'm like, all right, now I go get a big boy job. <laughs> Time to go get a big boy job. And during that season of life, it was like one thing after another, like disappointment, disappointment, got prophetic words. I'm like, this is supposed to be happening for my life. Well, it turns out um, we end up losing the baby. He was born He was born without a heartbeat. Um, It was a really hard season of life. How many of you know, like a lot of the times when you're getting all these prophetic words, it's like, awesome. But a lot of the times you're getting those words because God knows you're gonna need them to walk into the next season of life. You're gonna need things to hold on to. So whenever I'm getting a lot of prophetic words, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) What's, what's about to happen to my life? Not to be Debbie Downer, but just so you know, that's my experience so far. (laughs) But one thing that that I've learned in that process is we've got all these prophetic words and we got expectations instead of expectancy is we talk about experiencing the peace that surpasses understanding. But to experience the peace that surpasses understanding, we have to give up our right to understand. God didn't make any of that stuff happen. I don't believe he's the author of that. I don't believe that was his heart, but you know, I listened to Good, Good Father. It was right when that song came out about a million times. And I forced myself to believe that every day. If you've ever been something like that, you know what I'm talking about. So that was a rough season of life. And at the same time, I end up getting a job at uh, the airport in Sacramento. I'm actually managing uh, a car rental at the airport in Sacramento. I'll get a job. And right after that happened, I start working hours, like going to work at like 3 in the afternoon, getting home at like 3 when she's asleep, and waking right back up and going to work. It's like a really hard season of life this is not meant to be a Debbie downer message this is going to get encouraging okay I promise this is not a Debbie downer this is not a Debbie downer message when Elijah is in the is in the cave he's running from Jezebel he has he's having this experience where there's there's an earthquake happening but God was not in the earthquake there's when there was there was fire, but God was not in the fire. But at one time, God was in the fire to Moses, right? I wonder if that crossed his mind of like, there's fire, that's God, right? There was an earthquake. All these things are happening around, and it's like, I wonder if he was ever thinking like, like that's God right there, but no, it was in the still small voice, you know? There's, there's, there's things that are happening in our life that we need to release this thing of like, Expectation and just receive expectancy of God's gonna do something better. If, if God's moving in someone's life in the fire right now, like maybe he's in a still small voice for you, right? Eventually we moved away from Sacramento and actually Chuck's a supernatural recruiter and he recruited us to a church in San Marcos. And I was a college pastor um, at a church in San Marcos for a while. So I was actually doing something that I thought was like, okay, like this is what God has for my life. This is where we're meant to be at. And there there was something very like like unsatisfying. Does that make sense? but I'm doing the exact same thing that God had told me through all these people, all these years, that this is what your life is supposed to look like. But I knew there was something that was missing and that there was something that was like off. And around that time where we had a baby and we're having at the same time all these crazy encounters in our house. So right when we had Jasmine, we started hearing all these loud footsteps above us. Like we just moved into a new house and I'm like, there's like like a raccoon in our attic or something. Like what is going on up there? So for a few weeks we would just look at each other and we were like, what the heck is going on upstairs? And then I thought to myself, actually the attic is not above us. That's our bedroom and Jasmine is sleeping up there. So, Every night when we would put her to bed, about through about five or ten minutes, we would hear this, boom, 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 like like right above us, and we're like, "All right, well, let's go upstairs. What's going on up there?" So we we walk in upstairs, and we knew that there was angelic activity happening in our in our room, and and I knew that feeling because I had encountered a witch in the prayer ministry line at Sacramento, and she was like doing this to me, and she was like, there's two huge angels, like, right, right beside you, and so I know what that feels like. My arms would stand up on my hair, my neck, my hair would start standing up on my head, and I'm like, that's what that is? So now I know when I feel that, I'm like, well, that's good to know. So we go upstairs, and we feel that immediately, and we needed that in that season because we had lost a baby, and we wanted to know our baby was going to be okay. So that was like giving Wendy comfort in this season of life, like, hey, like, we got you, and, yeah, all this time, um, we were having people over to our house. We were having our college students. Our college students had a great time. We would go upstairs. We would bring everything that was upstairs would come downstairs with us, and it would be like people passed out on the floors. People would be in trances falling asleep. And um, it, was a, it, was, it was awesome. And all this time, we were experiencing this, there we got kind of numb to it to where we would hear it at night. We were watching TV like, yeah, they're up there. Like everything's good, Jasmine's good. At first we thought Jasmine was running around up there. I'm like, I was a six, like a little six week old running around up there. So we got numb to it, but then there was this one time it was very different. And we noticed like, all right, like let's go up there. We haven't been up there in a while, but we knew something was different about this time. So we'd go upstairs and when we walk upstairs, like, we could both visibly see Jesus in our house. And I had never known what the fear of God was before. Because I've encountered Jesus where I flop around on the floor and he's speaking to me and I'm full of joy, but he's looking like right through me. And we weren't talking about this at the time. And he just, he looked like piercing, like right through my eyes. And I knew what he was saying to me. He didn't even open his mouth, but he just, he was saying, Shane, this is the most important thing. And I was like, I knew exactly right then that he was actually talking about my family. Like in this season of life, like this is gonna be the most important thing. And I've always had a heart to be the one to go travel the world and I've done that in minister places. But he was coming to let us know like, hey, he was coming to really to let me know like right now in this season of life, like I want you to focus on your family. You've got things in your heart that are still great, but there's something else that you're missing right now. And how many of you know when Jesus shows up in your house to tell you something, it's probably a big deal. And, and the thing is like, I, he, he, was, he was looking right through me and I, the thing, I didn't feel like any condemnation or judgment, as a matter of fact, I probably have never felt more loved in my entire life, and at the same time, still feeling like that, oh, like he could, he could, he was literally communicating to me, I know this is important to you, this is important to me, so I run downstairs, and I'm like, I go into Martha mode, and I'm like, does he want to wash our feet? Like, what's going on here? And Wendy's on the couch crying, and we, she's having her own separate encounter with Jesus. We haven't even talked about this. Jesus is doing something different for her than he is for me in this moment, but he's still there doing something. She was crying. He was actually taking our son through our house, our, our son that we had lost, showing him and meeting our daughter and, like, showing the house. But to me, was doing something completely different. There's, there's prophetic words and things spoken over our life, but when we're in a season of like discouragement and disappointment, it's just great to lean into him and be like, okay, so what are you doing right now? Like, how do I steward right now what you're doing to get me there? Because, because when we're going this way, we have all the prophetic words where we know where we're going and we get there and sometimes he goes, okay, I'm gonna need you to take a right now. And you're like, but I've been going this way the whole time and this is what you've been saying. Yeah, but I'm not saying that right now. Sometimes he's asking us to take a ride right. and he's not taking away from us, he's adding to us. Yes. Around that time, I ended up starting a pool business to make extra money. And right when I'd started the business, I'm like, this is just to make extra money. I didn't have any business ambition at the time. I, had, I, was, I was very single-minded, like this is what God has said. And this is what I'm doing. And I started a pool business, started getting a few, getting a few pools. And then I end up getting a, a FaceTime message. Y'all know Murray Muzz that comes here. How many of y'all just love him? He ends up giving, he ends up FaceTiming me from Australia. And I'm like, Wendy, Muzz is FaceTiming me from Australia. She goes, well, get it. And I'm like, I am, I'm just shocked right now. What's happening? So I hit, I hit, I hit the button and I see Muzz. He's like, hey mate. I'm like, hey. He's like, I was just praying for you. And he's like, I got a word to share with you. in my best Australian voice. And I'm like, okay, like what's up? He goes, say yes to business right now. It's gonna help you buy another house. And I'm like, business? What are you talking about? I'm like, is this word for me or Wendy? Because she's the business one, not me. And, He's like, well, the two are one, yeah? And I'm like, you got me there? Uh, Yeah. And I'm like, well, I just started a pool business. Is it that? He goes, I'm not that good, mate. (laughs) I'm not that good. So in that moment, didn't make any sense to me. I'd had all the most I'd had all the, the most prophetic people in the world giving me prophetic words and not one time has anyone ever said anything to me about business. Like, how I mean, you we know God is weird sometimes and he just does things that we don't get it. We're just not going to get it. Like we always think snakes, right? Snakes are bad. They equal garden, they bite you until Jesus is actually representative of a snake in the Bible one time. It's like it's that and it's only that until it's not, <laughs> right? Like we, we, we don't have him figured out. So as soon as I said yes to him, I'm like, okay, Muzz, I know that you love me. I receive this word in Jesus name, I received this word. And within a few months, maybe a month or two months, my business had I'd gotten over 20 pulls in a matter of a month or like two months, just something crazy where they say really in about three years, it, takes, it would take someone typically three years to have that much activity when they're starting a pool business. And just, in, in just one month, just immediate acceleration. And then as I started doing that, I'm like, I'm actually feeling more alive right now than I've ever felt. Like I'm ministering to people that I'm, that I'm serving, I'm doing their pool, I'm getting to do, I'm seeing more fruit doing that than I did on the campus for three years. I'm seeing people healed. I'm, se- I'm giving them prophetic words. It was e- it's even getting to a point to where like people are coming to talk to me and it, like outside to talk to me as I'm doing their pulling, it's hundred degrees outside and I'm like, Jesus, like I got not two more pulls to do <laughs> before I get home. But when you say yes to him and it doesn't make sense when you've been in a discouraging season, you just follow your favor. Even though it doesn't make sense, what is he saying right now and what is he on? So I feel like there's people in here that have been through a season like they've been pursuing something and they've been kind of knocked off their kilter. Oh, people have been in discouraging seasons and they've, they've gotten off the saddle. Yeah? If you've been in a season like that where it's kind of been like kind of feeling chaotic and it's kind of like, have I missed something along the way? I'm just gonna ask you to be bold. Can you stand up? I just wanna pray for you guys. Jesus, I just thank you right now for just releasing grace. Wow, wow. We just say you haven't missed a beat. You're right where you're supposed to be in Jesus' name. We just thank you for new levels of grace. Wow. Is there a Joan or Joni in here? She just left? Okay. Joni, okay. Has anybody in here lost a child? Father, we just thank you right now for new levels of grace. Wow, to step into new seasons of life. God, we just thank you for supernatural comfort. Supernatural joy, wow. Supernatural healing, God, we thank you. New levels, new levels of boldness, wow. God, we just thank you for breaking off fear in Jesus' name. Yeah, you haven't missed anything. You haven't missed anything. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa, I just... I feel like that there's something right now, you're entering a new season of life. Like there's been a new level of transition. I don't know if you've transitioned jobs or, or what's going on, but what, what I see God saying for your life right now is there's actually, he's, your hands are like jumper cables. Whoa. Yeah. And I just see you rejuvenating family. I just see there's something in your life of bringing family back together and bringing resurrection life. God's saying there's resurrection life in your hands, wow, wow, shit. Thank you God for just a season of healing that you're bringing her through even from the past and with family in Jesus name. Okay, everyone can sit down, sorry. <laughs> I just have a few more words and then we can go into time of ministry, is it Paula? Paula, actually, when I saw you last week, I don't know if you sing or you speak or what, but God was saying He's bringing you a season of He's really strengthening your voice. And I just see a new level of boldness God is giving you to like speak things because I feel like you've been in a very like bumpy season of life and kind of like a lot of uncertainty. And I feel like the enemy has really tried to like go after your like identity, but you're actually going to be, I see you speaking in front of people and there's this grace on your life to be a speaker, like I see you being a public speaker and it's almost like he's, he's downloading all that into you now so you can really like start to marinate on it because it's like, okay, it's like you believe that but it's like, ugh, right? It's like this tug of war, but there's a grace on your life to speak and to, and to teach and I feel like in the future and in days ahead, it's just gonna be very fruitful. It's going to be very fruitful and very powerful. There's a strong, I just see something with women in ministry. I know that's kind of cliche, but there's something of ministry on your life where you're actually bringing healing and truth from the word. There, I mean, just, you're teaching the word, and you're, and you're pouring it into people. And I just see people's lives being changed, people's lives being transformed. And there's something very powerful in the next season of your life. It's just going to be like right now you've just been getting trained. It's like you're in training ground right now, but what he's gonna be releasing over you is big. Wow, because I see crowds of people and you just proclaiming and speaking things in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? Yeah, can can y'all put y'all's hand on her? Yeah, Lord, we just thank you for Paula. We just bless the ministry that you've put on her heart. We thank you for the gift of prophecy. Wow, going to new levels. God, we thank you for supernatural connection. God, we just say that thing you're doing with her voice, strengthening her voice. We just call that out. We just ask for a spirit of boldness. The righteous are as bold as a lion in Jesus' name. Wow, the righteous. He's calling you into a new level of boldness. There's things that you say sometimes. You kind of hold it back, and he's like, no, that's me. Wow. No more holding back in Jesus' name. No more holding back in Jesus' name. You're you're not second fiddle at all. You're not second fiddle at all. We bless you in Jesus' name. All right, well, got a few more minutes. These ladies back here on this row, I don't have anything yet, but I know I'm gonna get it as soon as y'all stand up. the fiery ladies, the ones that are on the fourth row. One, two, three, fifth row. Can all of y'all stand up? <laughs> are y'all part of a, a college or something? Trinity? Whoa. There's just revival fire in this group for college. Whoa. There's, there's something about nations on you guys. There's nations on your life. Wow. Come on, it's Trinity, Trinity College, Trinity University. There's something of fire on you guys. Can I just actually put my hand, can y'all put y'all's hands on each other? And if I can put my hand on her, I just wanna pray for all of you guys, is that okay? Because I feel like God's gonna do something of activation right now. Yeah, Lord, we thank you and we just bless them. We just release the fire of heaven on these ladies in Jesus' name and we just say be bold. We just pray for a spirit of boldness in Jesus name. Whoa, and there's something of government on your life. I'm sorry, what's your name? Yeah, Veronica. There's something about government on your life. There's something very powerful God is gonna do in your life and you're gonna be influencing influential people. And I actually see you like holding a microphone. There's something of justice inside of you too that God's gonna start to really pull out. Yeah, and you're, you're made, you're created to bring a peace. You're a peace giver. And it's gonna be a message of peace. It's gonna be a message of hope. And you're gonna be influencing influential people. What was your name? One more time. Veronica. just bless you, Veronica, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, a few more minutes. I rushed to the message so we could get to this part, right? Jesus, we could be in here all night doing this. (laughs) Come on, where, there's something about, is there someone in your family name? Benjamin or something like that? Is there a Benjamin in your family? No? No? There's something about y'all's life being like, they're like a Benjamin, like finding the favor of Benjamin where, I don't know, I don't remember the exact story, but there's something that was very like, Benjamin found a lot of favor. And I feel like there's something on your family about wherever y'all go and whatever you're doing, you're finding a lot of favor. And you have a brother that's here sometimes, right? Like, there's a few, but there's one that's like, maybe a little older than you, but not the oldest or young. He's, He's here sometimes. Did he move or something or is he... He's in school. I should have given him that word a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, but there's something on your life where y'all are going to find so much radical favor. It's ridiculous. There's a call of nations on your family. And, and, and y'all are going to find crazy favor wherever y'all are. And, and it's, it's almost like it's stupid favor where y'all are just kind of being like who you are. And it's like y'all aren't even looking for opportunity, but opportunity just finds you guys. Like there's very highly favored sons like with massive gifts of healing in Jesus' name. I just see like there's, a, there's this thing on your life and you're just praying for people in Jesus' name, evangelism to new levels, whoa. But also a gift of discipleship because I also see you discipling young men. It's not like you just get them saved, but you also disciple them after. And they, it's like a reproducing thing that just keeps happening. It's like you get them saved. It's like you get them healed. You get them saved. And then it's like, then they become your friend and then they come over. It's like, you know how some evangelists are like, boom, like got you saved. I'm out of here, go to this church. You know, like there's a good church over there, but that's not with you because God's gonna give you a heart for discipleship. And it's gonna turn into like, there's already leadership on your life, but it's gonna go to whole new levels. In Jesus name, yeah. All right. Well, we have. It's actually probably better if we had a ministry team up here. We could do a lot more of that. We could cover more ground, right? Because the ministry team, come forward. Is there a ministry team? Yeah. If you've been, if you've been in a season of like massive discouragement and just kind of feeling like I've like I've lost. I've kind of lost my way somehow, or it feels like this is not God, what's going on in my life. Can you guys just come forward? I mean, we can close it up. Are you guys good with closing it up and having people come forward? But if if that's you, and you just need an encouraging word, could you guys come forward? Yeah, and you can just find someone. Come on, can we thank Shane tonight? So, so good.